Hi, let's talk about the body. Straight in there. The body comes up so much when I work with third culture kids. And yet we can get really squeamish about talking about it. A lot of us would rather focus on our mental development, our growth, uh, spiritually or emotionally. We'd like to focus on our feelings about our experiences. And when I say like to, it's uncomfortable and difficult at times, but somehow that's where we often first focus. And yet the body turns up again and again as this massive element of how we move through the world and how we experience it and I don't think we like talking about it so in true Rachel style the thing that we can be most avoidant about I kind of want to dive straight in there let's poke it with a stick and see what happens My relationship with my body has gone through so many different forms through the years and I know that's true for you too. And I know it's true for you too because there is not one person I have ever met who has had a static completely stable experience of their own physicality. Our bodies change rapidly. The cells that you have now, you didn't have at the beginning. We are a physical embodiment of transformation. And maybe that has a lot to do with our own Lack of familiarity sometimes with our own selves. When was the last time you looked at yourself in the mirror? And I don't mean a quick glance while you brush your hair to make sure that it's all lying the way you want it. Or a quick check before you leave the house to just make sure that your clothes are lying straight. I don't even mean the way we kind of squint if you're me and very short-sighted into the mirror while you apply mascara or eyeshadow. I mean really seeing yourself. When was the last time you gazed into your own eyes? I don't think many of us have much experience of this. I don't think many of us feel remotely comfortable with the notion of prolonged gazing into our own eyes. Why not? Why won't we look at ourselves? When did we first learn to flinch from our own faces? When did we first learn that our own bodies 
made us squeamish. When did that happen? Where were you when that first happened for you? It makes me sad. I remember, excuse me, while um, I'm momentarily distracted, I have a guinea pig and she's currently rattling her water bottle for a bit of attention. Um, so try and ignore that if you can hear her in the background. I remember being at university and this sudden realisation that to be a female in Great Britain was to be discontented with your body. I was fairly new to UK culture at the time. I'd been back in the country for three years and I think I'd mistakenly believed that the awkwardness that I first encountered amongst the teenage population would be kind of limited to sixth form um, gap year. And that at university where we were going to enlarge our minds, I naively believed that our bodies would take a kind of secondary status. And to some extent, that was true. I still remember the day that I popped to the little shop that was on the campus at the university I attended and saw a woman there with her friend. And she was in her slippers and pyjamas buying God knows what at the, um, at the counter. And I thought, yes, I have arrived in a place where it doesn't matter what we look like because we're here to learn and she doesn't care and nobody else cares either and there was this little glimpse of freedom. It was very naive and not at all the full picture. It was the start of something. The start of thinking that maybe I could escape the perpetual gaze I had felt under as soon as I'd landed in the UK at the age of 16 to make sure that my body conformed to acceptable size, shape, clothing choices um, to kind of pass as a, as a reasonable human being. But the dull thud of realisation that when women get together, it's an almost rite of passage kind of discourse around what body part you hate about yourself. And I realised that if I was to achieve acceptability in these circles, I too must hate a part of my own body. I must generate discontent. My early experiences of my body was as a white expat kid in West Africa, climbing trees, falling out of trees, running everywhere, yelling at the top of my voice because there was space in which to do so. 
being strong and fast and resilient. Bloodied knees got mopped up with nim trees, leaves crushed up for a natural antiseptic, and you just carried on. Avoid the scorpions, avoid the snakes. Be fast. Now part of that, it's so layered, but those early experiences was partly formed by the fact that a lot of the rules that applied to local children, to local girls, didn't apply to me because I was white. I could break gender norms because I was a member of the privileged minority. I could be fairly disgraceful according to my gender and hang upside down in trees and race about everywhere. And yet at the same time, I grew up acutely aware that my family was supposed to feel shame for not having born sons. And with hindsight, how much of my focus on my own strength was in compensation for not having been a boy. But then again, the culture that I was raised around the most valued strength in women. A strong woman was a marriageable one. And to transition from that model to the UK where the height of femininity seemed to totter on high heels and fall over rather easily and not be the fastest at climbing the rope ladder in PE. Not beat the boys at kiss chase in the playground. You can get your own gender so wrong. If you had these experiences, I doubt I'm alone here. I doubt that very much. But my own experience of my body did change massively depending on what country I was in, what culture I was interacting with. I'm sure you can recall many instances of your own where your bodily performance, your success or lack of success in presentation of your gender or your physicality changed with a plane ride. Can you look at your own face in the mirror? Do you recognize it? Or has it been so overlaid with different cultural expectations that it's hard to know who you're looking at? Perhaps all you can see is your father's nose or your mother's brow. And perhaps you have your own feelings about that. Is your body type a familiar one in your immediate family? Is it one that was valued by the culture in which you were raised? Going on a diet or engaging in exercise can be a very 
intense experience for anyone, but for TCKs, I believe that there's another layer going on here. I can't quite shake the image of the woman who cared for our family so lovingly and diligently as our house help when I was a child. I can't shake the image of her face if she knew that I ran and burnt extra calories for fun. There's a kind of madness about running, standing still on a machine in a gym that I can't shake. Equally, trying to lose the extra pounds that I was told to put on when I was younger because a fuller figure was much more attractive locally in West Africa than a skinny one. How do you diet when at least 50% of you is screaming, don't do it? To succeed in one physical presentation is to fail in another when you're carrying multiple cultures internally. When we have internalized different and conflicting body expectations, it's just confusing. When you look at yourself in the mirror, which cultural eyes are you using? Do your eyes accuse you? Or do they welcome you home? We disassociate from our bodies when we are unable to reconcile the conflicts that they present. We can walk around with an unrealistic understanding of our own size, our own shape. We can decide that, do you know what? Our bodies are just too clumsy to give attention to. I personally recall with shame a belief that I carried with me for many years, that a woman who had well manicured nails that were polished and painted and cared for, obviously had too much time on her hands. I feel shame about that thought now. And as I speak to you, my fingernails are currently fuchsia. That's growth for me. I wanted to believe that these people had too much time on their hands because I didn't know how to care for my own hands. Were you taught how to care for your body? And did those teachings translate into the culture and country in which you are currently living? If you are a transracial adoptee, were you taught how to care for your skin, your hair? Did the people around you possess the resources to be able to do that? Did you grow up craving 
a different ethnic or racial presentation, not just as a transracial adoptee, but I know I grew up wishing that my hair would hold the braids of my friends. It was just too fine. And they grew up touching my hair as a complete exotic novelty as well. We other each other and we then other ourselves. We alienate from our own bodies. And yet there you are in the mirror. Can you see yourself? Back to university, the moment I realised that my friends were studiously disowning whole limbs and body parts and that I was fast being invited to do the same, I decided to resist. And I made a practice of sitting in front of my mirror for short periods of time at first and increasing to longer ones until not only did I no longer flinch, but I could smile. The smile occasionally dissolves into tears. When I return to that practice and look into my own eyes and allow myself to notice the furrow in my brow or the tension in my forehead or the grief that I might be carrying of my own or on behalf of others, I might notice how I'm sitting, how I'm holding myself, how I'm taking up or not taking up space. an invitation to compassion, to see yourself as you are. And on better days, on stronger days, on days where I have thoughtfully chosen what I'm wearing and I have painted my nails fuchsia, on those days, I can give myself a wink, flick my hair back and delight in my reflection. I can own the face in the mirror as mine. I want that for you. And if that's not something you can do, if there are so many cultural overlays and so many conflicting experiences of body and self, of gender, of size, Perhaps your body has encountered just too much pain. There is hope. There's two minutes in the mirror with yourself. That might be a first step for you today, or if that just sounds too horrifying, please get in touch. Either with me, with a friend, with another supportive therapist, 
reach. You deserve to feel good about your body. You deserve to feel that you are inhabiting a body that is on your side, that reflects who you are. matter and your mind and your emotions matter too but let's not forget the body two minutes two minutes in front of that mirror if it's unbearably painful that tells you something about your relationship with your own reflection and that something is worth paying attention to Thank you for listening. This has been weighing on me and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share some of that weight. And hopefully, if you're carrying some of this weight too, perhaps this podcast is an opportunity to lighten the weight you're carrying. Or at least to know that you're not alone. Take care of yourself, all of you. Mind, feelings and your body. Until next time, take care. Bye.